0: technical difficulties so far <gasps> so far wow Knock on wood ding dong okay guys what are we talking about today julia oh <laughs> <How do> we, <laughs> we always get in these weird like niche things we're so niche that we don't even know what to call these episodes we <laughs> <I never> don't <laughs> even know how to categorize <laughs> it we're yeah. so niche i would say like, classic horror writers
1: yeah classic um, horror writers yeah like, cla- classics. classic like we are going classic like this time set around the guys the bar of mm-hmm. all
0: the you know what yeah all the all the, the Stephen King's and themes yes. that run through horror and sci-fi so true. So. so true so true because um, we
1: you know it's still spooky season for us that's and what I was gonna say. we wanted to cover books and
0: writers because yeah. we love that stuff yeah this was kind, kind of our love, la- like since we missed out on that week we, we had, had like four different, different, different ideas for like Spooky season, October mm-hmm. stuff, and we missed on, on that week because of our fucking equipment issues. Yeah, but we were like, okay, fucking November, it can still be a little spooky, a yes! little creepy, a little gothic. Oh my god, so we're gonna keep it going. One. We should try to do some Christmasy ones, so then I can edit them and put them out. Good idea. That's
1: yar, a good one. you Yar, yule, yule, yule time, yule time, yule time is almost a pause guys. Um, but. But for a us today. it's still spooky yes T- well today this morning i've been starting my mornings off with a walk like getting up earlier mm-hmm. and just walking and i i feel so much better i feel like in a much better mood throughout
0: the day when i walk in the morning now that's why i run in the morning dude i understand the whole day because i think yeah. i was, remember when i was the other day i was like i was really productive at night like one random night and i was like what if i just change my whole routine like i have the power to do that like yeah just completely flip it and like start yeah. sleeping in and then running like after work or something but i'm like Ugh, that would just make me feel weird like i need those endorphins Right yeah. out the gate, you know. Like
1: for well, I still like I like like an evening walk. I've always mm-hmm. liked an evening walk. It's usually what I do, but lately I just haven't had time. And then yeah. a morning walk, I'm just like I feel instantly. I like listen to a podcast. Yes. the sun's coming down. But anyway, this morning it was like it was like cloudy and like really windy. It, well, and I know. Then, I looked
0: out because I slept it. I slept it until eight. <laughs> my sleeping in, wow. but I was, like, looking out there, and I was, like, should I run outside, and I was, like, mmm, yeah, like, I ran on Sunday it when it was full, like, snow on the that ground, was 20 degrees, that shit crazy but if it's windy, no, bitch, mm. I'm not doing it, I don't even have hair to, like, whip around, but I'm just, no.
1: yeah, it, but it, but it was very folly, it was. it was, like, everything was, like, the, the leaves were, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: through the air, and I was, like,
0: okay, I know, that's how it kind of was, yeah, I went on a walk yesterday, because I called my, I was on the phone with my grandma for an hour, she's one of those Gray. where, like, I have to, like, I call her, like, once a month, I should call her more, but, like, it's a whole thing. I have to like oh. schedule out an hour, like all my days off. To Word. To yeah. I was like loving it. Like the it still feels kind of like fall. With, it like, does. The, even though it snowed, there's like the leaves and then are the leaves the ground, are dead. Crunchy, but at least yeah, the leaves you know? are still on the
1: ground, which makes and it fall. Like,
0: yeah, like, like, the and they're yeah.
1: like yeah, they're around in And And like, and that's
0: what I want. <laughs> 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 what? Anyway. Okay. Let us begin. Do you want to start? Yeah, because yeah, your guy is a little bit older. I think he died like oh, thirty years before my guy was he born. He did indeed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I'm covering Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. Popo. King. Guys, we know him. We love him. Yeah. <laughs> he's got <laughs> some. Cra- he's got some crazy little things that happen in Dude, his life. Dude, my guy
0: has some crazy things too. And guys. PSA, we're going to be talking about mental health on this pod today. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. These
1: guys, I mean, to create such, you know, creepy, weird, freaky, weird little stories, you think they might have something yeah, in their head that you,
0: inspired it, you yeah, know? Yeah, you got to be a little, I wrote that in here, I was like, in the nicest way, you got to be a little off to, yeah, like, write this kind of for shit, sure. you know? It's yeah. not surprising. Yeah.
1: So, Edgar Allan Poe was born on January 19th, 1809 in Boston. To awesome. traveling actors Eliza and David Poe, and he had two other siblings. But when he was a baby, David dipped. So his dad dipped out.
0: The dads always be dipping. I know. Bye, David.
1: And then Eliza, his mom, contracted tuberculosis and died at the age of 24, leaving behind three young children. Edgar was just two years old. Tuberculosis is running rampant dude, in these days. Dude, tuberculosis in the 19th century? It killed oh, everyone. Everyone was gone. And <laughs> I'm going to talk about that more later, dying. but I'm like, dude, people in the 1800s had it rough no they did like the the under the medical understanding I wrote was that in mind too but, but from my like part. A, yeah yeah and from, <laughs> and like thinking about mental health during that time they oh knew my nothing God. they knew nothing nothing he was then taken in by John and Francis Allen who were basically like his foster parents and he moved to Richmond Virginia which is where he was raised but he was never officially adopted by them so he took mm-hmm. the name Edgar Allen poe
0: oh okay yeah makes sense
1: His foster parents sent him to the best boarding schools, and he really excelled academically. Um, And at the age of 17, he left behind a fiancé, Elmira Royster, who promised to wait to marry him after he graduated so that he could attend the University of Virginia, Mm -hmm. which he also excelled there. But then he was forced to leave after less than one year because he had gambling
0: debts. I did remember this because remember that Gilmore Girls episode? (laughs) Which one? Where they have the Poe convention. Oh. And they're like, and there's the there's a scene where it's like the two Poes, and they're like, actually, I was n- kicked out of the school because of my debts. <laughs> they're like, something like they're going off about it, and they're like, no, actually, like, correcting each other on, like, the correct, like, Poe story. Oh, my so God. So that's, like, the very little knowledge I have about Poe Poe's from. I don't remember that. It's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I, I need know. to I rewatch that. I told you, that. it's, like, imprinted in my brain. So Clearly. I mean, yeah. evidently.
1: So, yes, he was basically, like, kicked out because he refused like he had gambling debts and his foster dad was like i'm not paying those shits and him and his foster dad would continue to have like a lot of issues throughout post-life so he moved back to richmond and also by the way when he to make it worse when he left the university of virginia it was less than a year elmira had gotten engaged to someone else while he was gone cunt behavior
0: (laughs) no way she was like fuck you not even a year i'm like oh there's so much okay this is you guys should have pr- brought some of this shit in your writing because there there was so much that i was like you know you think of like the fucking 1800s and you're like mm, boring, boring fucking shit. but uh, no no
1: no no i was incorrect oh there was, goss. there was goss yeah there was lots of goss going on okay so then he was like fuck all this i'm <laughs> moving back to boston and, should. and in 1827 at the age of 18 he published his first book of poems tamerlane and other poems he didn't really receive any critical success so he was like fuck all this again i'm gonna join the army but he kind of slayed off. in the army he okay. like rose to the rank of sergeant major like he kind of slayed generals and majors uh huh. yes and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then he published another volume of poems in 1829 called all aharaf tamerlane and minor poems which also did not do super well mm. Then he went to the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, where he also excelled, but then again was kicked out for, like, not attending classes and also just, like, a general lack of financial support, which he had throughout his life.
0: So he's kind of like a little rebel.
1: Yeah, it was like he he was smart. But he was clearly a rebel. He's like Jess. I was just want <laughs> to say that. Why does everything
0: lead back to Gilmore Girls? Because he always like
1: excelled in school. Yeah. But then he like was just always like, like he kicked out or some shit happened. Read
0: and wrote a lot. Clearly.
1: Clearly. Evidently. So then he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna move to Baltimore," and he lived with his aunt Maria Clem and her daughter Virginia. And this is the time when he started switching from writing poems to writing short stories, which is what he tends to be a little bit more known for. Yes. And he also began to sell them to magazines and he became the editor of The Southern Literary Messenger in Richmond. So he moved back to Richmond. A lot of moving back and forth. Like he was just like,
0: he's like, let me around the east coast. He, he had
1: that. I gotta get out of this town. Mentality. Yes. He's like, get me out. Of Except this he town. would then just like return multiple times to the same town. Anyway.
0: Whatever. He's like, well, I kind of miss it though. Yeah. Like, I was, was like, kinda I kind of, I kind of like this town actually. There and then he goes. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. I just built it up
1: in my head. Yeah. We can relate. We know. Do, that is. is so true. That's how I feel about my hometown. I'm yeah. like, I'm Everyone like, feels that, that way place kind of
0: slays. And then I'm like, and you Actually, no, I
1: can't be here.
0: Actually, I will die Actually, I need if to get I stay out here, here any longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, so yes, he was back in Richmond with his aunt and his cousin, and he published his first horror story, Metzingerstein.
0: What the fuck, bitch? <laughs> I've
1: never heard of that. Also, he burned it.
0: Pert- what?
1: He published. <laughs> <laughs> he burned it.
0: <laughs> he burned it. Yeah. He
1: burned it. And then another horror story called Berenice. Which was apparently so graphic and terrifying that readers wrote in and complained. They were like, this shit is too fucking scary, dude.
0: How about grow some fucking gonads, dude? Come on, dude. Get some nads and Get some nads. And they would once they started reading Poe's other works. (laughs) They got some nads from (laughs) Poe. Okay, this is where it gets a little bit weird and, and... Problematic. I knew something was gonna be problematic. Yeah, I have them mo- I also This is pretty. That. This is pretty weird. With old white
1: men, ugh, there's always to gonna be, be something. There's yeah. always something. Yeah. So in 1836, you'll remember that he, you know, moved in with his aunt and his I cousin. I knew you.
0: I knew this right when you said aunt and cousin. I was like, oh, bitch. Yeah. It's gonna be weird. He married yep. his
1: 13 year old cousin, and he was 27 at the time in 1836. I am gagged. And there's a lot of, like, debate about the nature of the relationship because apparently he, like, he had a very, like, he referred to Virginia as sissy, like, seemed to seem see her more as, like, a sister, and Maria more as, like, a mother. So many people today presume that, like, the re- the relationship was, like, strictly familial and they just married for, I don't know, financial reasons? Like, I don't know, it was the Ew, 1830s. Oh, did that fucking happen in the 1830s? Like, normally? I think it was more common than it is now you know to to marry a cousin <laughs> but it's like she was 13 that was all i feel like that's also a bit more common like back then but still yeah, 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 we'll yeah. Never i mean know. even
0: like with like pr- how old was priscilla and she married Elvis? oh yeah she know? was like super young
1: so yeah we ultimately like we'll never know what happened behind closed doors in that relationship but yikes it's generally considered that it was like sort of familial regardless Poe seemed like the happiest in his life and like the most stable when he was living with them in 1837 he moved to Philadelphia and this is where he wrote his most famous short stories such as The Telltale Heart The Fall of the House of Usher and Mm -hmm. The Murders in the Rue Morgue which by the way is the first modern detective story wow because he was the first to write about an eccentric genius who like solves mysterious crimes and
0: Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. I was going to say, suck my dick, Sir Arthur yep. Conan Doyle. He cites
1: Poe's character in that story, C. August Dupont, as the literary
0: inspiration behind Sherlock Holmes. Makes sense. So, These bitches laid the foundation. right? And I didn't even
1: know that because you really think,
0: for me at least, I think of Poe Holmes. as just horror. When I think of Sherlock Holmes is like that was the OG. Like yeah, no one can...
1: But no, Poe was up in that detective fiction too, guys. God,
0: he's (laughs)
1: nice. He was also apparently a pioneer of science fiction Mm. too. And he also wrote comedies. So that's weird. He wrote a bunch of other stuff.
0: (laughs) So that's weird. (laughs)
1: But but he's most famous for revolutionizing the horror genre, of course. He was one of the first writers to involve really deep, intuitive, like psychological horror Mm. in the first person. And he often wrote stories where the true monster was, like, the capacity for evil that's inside
0: each person rather than, like, a separate thing. That's, like, exactly with my author, too. Definitely mm-hmm. drew from Poe a lot. Like All a lot, monsters lot. are men. Oh, my God. <laughs> All monsters are human.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I literally had a shirt that said that from, I too. from Hot Topic. I too. So his works are, if you've literally read any Poe, which I'm sure most people have, because, like, most people read The Fucking Raven in high school or middle school, oh, yeah, most yeah. Americans at least. Yeah. His work is often characterized by, like, themes of darkness, sadness, strangeness, loss, regret, and sometimes it's inspired by his feverish dreams, which is interesting. He would take inspiration from
0: his weird fucking dreams. Dude, so. same with my author. Whoa! But night terrors. Oh, that's even Full on scarier. night terrors. Yeah. That's yeah. scary.
1: Um. So, yeah, as I said, his most famous work is the poem The Raven, which was published in 1845 and made him an overnight success because before this he was known in like literary circles mm-hmm. but this made him a household name so he
0: was popular like during the time he was the, like in his life yeah. he
1: was yeah wow good for him not for long because he died not long after <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> he well, only lived to be his good while lasted yeah he only was he was 40 when he died fun fact poe was the first american writer to live completely off of his earnings as a writer Wow, isn't that really interesting? No yeah, fucking way. he made a career out of it. It was the first American writer to do that. Must be so fucking nice.
0: Not possible anymore. <laughs> we can't
1: do that. <laughs> uh. Here we have some more tragedy. So <laughs>
0: always his. We always pick the, like people with like really sad lives. You we know? do. Like we've talked about a lot of sad stuff. Yeah, we have. It's okay, guys. That's fucking real. But the, the saddest world. people make the best art. Yeah, and sometimes. Yeah, they're either funny. Or or they're creative. Yeah.
1: His wife slash cousin Virginia died from. (laughs) I'm sorry. His wife slash (laughs) cousin. Fuck. So Um, weird. Died from tuberculosis. Once again, the tuberculosis. She was also only 24 years old. And his lifelong struggle with, like, alcoholism and depression worsened. I didn't mention that earlier, but he had a drinking problem his entire life, but he also always had, like, really severe bad reactions to alcohol, apparently. Like, <laughs> allegedly, even just one glass of wine could leave him, like, staggeringly drunk. Wow. So it's, like, it wasn't even, like, a tolerance thing. It's just, like, some kind of, and I'll kind of get into it later, like, neurological, like, some kind of reaction to alcohol.
0: Weird. That
1: he, he still drank it and was kind of addicted to it, but, like, he had, like, a really bad reaction to it.
0: That's, That's so weird. Yeah, really strange. Do you think, like, alcohol back then was, like, way more, like, saturated, though? Like, the alcohol contents in it? I wonder. Because, like, people- People, people also just be drinking and, drinking and getting rowdy. more often. Yeah, 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 they were rowdy back then, but, like, what else are you gonna do?
1: i think it also like just combined with like general health issues at the time mm-hmm, and how like rampant mm-hmm. health mental health and physical health issues were because they, they just didn't have that shit figured out so anyway uh yeah after she died his struggle with alcoholism and depression worsened but he eventually got re-engaged to his first fiance, elmira royster the one who left his ass she was <sighs> now a wealthy widow but before he could ever marry her in early october 1849 Poe was found semi-conscious wearing Mm. someone else's clothes and lying in a gutter outside a tavern in Baltimore what the fuck no one knows why he was there how he ended up there there was like a week where he was gonna go on a trip to Philadelphia there was a week where no one knew anything about where he was and then he just ended up in Baltimore in a gutter (laughs) yeah and he was he was like delirious incoherent so he was taken to a hospital And he was in and out of consciousness Sometimes alert, sometimes screaming at nothing Apparently he kept what? screaming Reynolds! A figure who to this day is a mystery What? He was like, Reynolds!
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? So, Did he get like schizophrenia or something? No, but I'll
1: get into theories Oh, fuck Yeah, because it was only It was only towards the, Like his, his last final days That he started acting
0: Reynolds. like this. <laughs> Reynolds! Reynolds! <laughs>
1: Deadpool! (laughs) Ryan Reynolds! It would be crazy if he was saying Ryan Reynolds and then like, now there's Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds.
0: He spoke Ryan Reynolds into existence, is what you're saying. The whole Reynolds lineage is because of Poe. It's because of (laughs) Poe. Their entire bloodline.
1: There will be, and so there will be Ryan Reynolds, Poe said. (laughs) Okay. So then, yes, he was in the hospital. Four days later, on October 7th, 1849, he died from what the doctor called inflammation of the brain. But at the time, that was commonly used as, like, um, not not an excuse, but, like, they used that when the true cause of death was unknown. Mm, So they don't really know what happened. I see. So, obviously, because of this mysterious fucking death, there are tons of conspiracy theories about how he died. But it's oh, yes. quite fitting that like he had such a weird, mysterious death, considering all his, you know, creepy
0: little mysterious little stories. Yeah. He was a story himself. He, he was, was. One of those... um
1: upon his death he was unceremoniously buried in an unmarked grave in Baltimore, which is like fucking disrespectful. But then <laughs>
0: Fucking disrespect. Like, what? He's Poe, guys. Like, like, he's- He, he was famous. famous, famous. He was and they were like, just fucking put him on Like, HP Lovecraft <laughs> got buried, I think, like, next to his mother, or, like, his parents. And then I also had an unmarked grave. But then because he became popular after he died, people were like, wait, we should, like, give him an oh. actual headstone. And I feel like
1: that. unmarked graves were a little more common. Yeah. Back they then, maybe. just, like,
0: low on resources or something. They're like, oh, all these fucking, and so much death. Young. Young people oh, dying yeah. all the time. I bet. So they're like, just throw him on the ground. Just put him on the fucking ground. Six feet under. Pray for him and put him on the ground. But then, 26 laters t- what? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell <laughs> 26 laters <laughs> you know 26
1: years <laughs> later he was dug up and moved to the site of a statue of honor Aww. for his legacy would you like to hear some theories yes! as to his death yes this is really interesting can't wait so these are just a few but there are 26 published theories about post-death
0: wow yeah there's by a, like like historians and shit? yeah
1: like Damn. like ones with actual credence but people be thinking people <laughs> yeah. be thinking okay so the first one is that he ran into some kind of trouble which varies by theory and was beaten by ruffians which was the term that was <laughs> used yeah and yeah. it's a thug i guess Thugs, yeah uh, gangsters yeah exactly I, or scoundrels yeah, that was yeah. one of them <laughs> scoundrels which basically left him insensible and with some kind of brain fever or something. But I couldn't find anything about him having, like, wounds that were beat up. I feel like the autopsy report or whatever Would've was, set. like, yeah, yeah, was, like, not really, I don't know, I couldn't find anything about that. They like, probably weren't they as just, like,
0: descriptive of yeah. or something. I yeah, I feel like
1: there's not a whole lot of information as to, like, what was up with his body when he died. Yeah, the condition. Yeah. yeah. Um, some people also theorize that he was murdered by Royster's brothers so that he wouldn't marry her. There's no evidence Maybe for that. they
0: had a little relationship. I don't know, with all this incest going on. Oh my god, it's so true. they like, mm. hey buddy, you can't marry our sister. Ooh. She's ours. We want to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> I always go. We gotta keep it in the family, don't you know? <laughs> our weather the our pure bloodline.
1: <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> okay, so that's one theory is that basically he was beat to death by, for some reason or another. Okay. Others believe that he fell victim to a practice known as cooping which is a method of voter fraud. This is pretty weird. Practiced by gangs in the 19th century, where basically an unsuspecting victim would be kidnapped, disguised, and forced to vote for a specific candidate multiple di- multiple times under multiple disguised identities.
0: There so, was always fraud in politics from the get-go, Yes. Guys. Like, how can you believe in this system when, like, it literally was there from the beginning? But isn't that crazy?
1: <laughs> I've never heard of that before. But apparently just- it was extremely common in Baltimore, about Makes this sense. time and the polling site or he he was found in the gutter at like in a town that was a polling site mm-hmm. there was like a local election going mm-hmm. on so people think that maybe he was like possibly drugged or they gave him alcohol which obviously mm-hmm. had a bad reaction mm-hmm. to and then forced him to vote multiple times and then like left him to die basically so that's another theory
0: damn I'm taking this shit seriously do guys I know. like come come why don't you do down. that to my man poe
1: <laughs> yeah God. i didn't deserve this Um, Another theory is that alcohol, that, you know, he struggled with alcohol his whole life, but apparently, like, months before his death, he eschewed drinking and was like, Mm. I'm giving that shit up. So people think that maybe he, like, had some kind of relapse and, like, just drank himself to death. Like,
0: really hit him hard, yeah. Yeah. But someone else's clothes? How do you get your clothes? Exactly. That That's why it's, like,
1: weird. It's like, what?
0: Like, a, like me- male
1: clothes? Yeah. Like Just, like, a different person's clothes.
0: Maybe he'd be fucking around and put on their own clothes. Mm, sucking someone's dick. That's the theory. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that was the craziest he was like... theory. He was secretly... Gay, gay and was fucking a man and took intoxicated clothes, and put on his clothes as he was going to leave and then fell in the gutter and the died. And di- <laughs> Is that not a believable theory? But then why would he
1: act so delirious and crazy in the hospital? He was like, Mental Why hot. would he yell, Reynolds? Reynolds was the
0: guy. He Reynolds
1: was the
0: I think you we might the
1: case. You might need to write a
0: scholarly article about this, I think. <laughs> we know, like, no information. We just, like, you just read some shit on, online from, like, some historians. And we're like, we're putting the pieces together. <laughs> we got it. That's so funny.
1: Some people also think that he may have, like, suffered some kind of severe seizure. Or maybe just had epilepsy to begin with. Which might have been misdiagnosed at the time. Because they weren't really well understood at the time. Yeah. So yeah. they thought. And that could have been, like, exacerbated by his substance abuse. Yeah. Another theory, rabies. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> this one's crazy. Rabies. <laughs> so, researcher Dr. R. Michael Benitez oh um, in
0: 1996
1: came up with the theory that Poe died from rabies, which was relatively common at the time, actually. And he. Of course it was. What? <laughs> they're just people getting Squirrels they had and rabies and
0: shit. It. Yeah. You know, they had no well, rabies bags. But, that, but that's only like. You can only get that from animals, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like animal getting born, yeah yeah <laughs> so they're just running, running, running rampant. yeah i don't know but that's like a lot of illnesses back in the day like rats just running rampant and there was no vaccine the rats or anything were running it. the cities
1: oh totally <laughs> i mean and what? they still do they still do secretly guys you're so right <laughs> have you seen ratatouille no they i mean that that's shit. only one example right one yeah. of many yeah so <laughs> uh because like his symptoms of like delirium visual hallucinations and like dying after four days are common for untreated rabies oh my gosh so people think that maybe he was bitten by an animal and just had died from rabies I but there was no that. evidence of an animal bite well at least right. not that i heard of and also no evidence of hydrophobia which is a symptom of rabies where you are you don't want to drink water when you have rabies like you you're like oh. afraid of water it's a symptom of rabies what the fuck you're like no get that away from me no water and you're like Reynolds. you know <laughs> <laughs> Bad Reynolds. rabies is crazy isn't rabies crazy Ooh. what a freaky disease i'm Ooh. like thank god we have vaccines for that no now. seriously that's scary. what the fuck so yeah that's also another theory but wow and then there's another theory that he basically had a flu and it was, like, cold and rainy at the time, so he could have died. The and he had, like, a fever, like, feverish hallucinations, basically. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, the yeah. most recent theory, and this one I feel like is probably the most realistic. This is pretty interesting. Um, they think that Poe may have had a brain tumor, which oh. accounted for his strange behavior. Oh. Because when his coffin was dug up 26 years after, when they were, like, moving it... um that a worker noticed a tiny hard clump rolling around inside his skull and at the time (sighs) they believed it was his shriveled up brain
0: but it was the tumor
1: but modern science tells us that like brains are actually the first parts of the body to decompose yeah but tumors can calcify after death into hard masses
0: oh my god so they
1: think he may have had a brain brain tumor. tumor And just died from that.
0: <gasps> Holy shit. And, and that, shit.
1: like, you know, that's why he had all those hallucinations. And Makes sense. And was, like, sense. losing his mind at the end. And it's also backed up by the fact that while Poe was alive, a New York physician once told him that he had a lesion on his brain that caused mm-hmm. his adverse reactions to alcohol.
0: Oh, my God. So I could explain that thing to yeah. you. Yeah.
1: So for me, I feel like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it could be, honestly, a mix of some of these things. Mm-hmm, like, I feel mm-hmm. like he pr- he might have had a brain tumor, or some kind of neurological thing, and then that explained the reaction to alcohol. And then he mm-hmm. maybe drank, and that exacerbated happened. it. Yeah. And then he died because yeah. of that. And, but we never know like how he ended up in the gutter, why he was the still not closed. That, See, that
0: fucks me up. There's it's like, a why lot are you of unanswered questions. Yeah. 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 It's yeah.
1: still like very very strange. I still think he
0: was gay. And he was fucking around. But like,
1: I think you cl- you got it. Girl. Yeah.
0: You figured but, like, you the brain, it out. You figured it out. But that actually makes sense. Like him having a brain tumor, especially when they found it. And, I like, know. Like, they're like, what the fuck is that? His brain. Because like <laughs> newspapers at the time were like, pose shriveled up brain. <laughs> they're
1: like what? It's like That's so stupid so in hindsight. It's like bitch that's not how it works that's not how science works anyway let's get into his legacy a little bit yes so obviously his work had a profound impact on american and international literature he's one of the most influential american writers period and most americans have probably read the raven in school yeah totally. or something and telltale heart telltale heart Heart um he's one of the founding fathers of horror science fiction and detective fiction revolutionized the short story format And also, he's, like, one of the first American writers to become a major figure in world literature. Mm. Um, And his work inspired the characters of Sherlock Holmes. Also, Nancy Drew, Uh,
0: apparently. Nancy Drew Slay. I mean, yeah, detective. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm like,
1: okay. And he influenced other people such as, like, Charles Baudelaire, Salvador Dali, Mm. and Alfred Hitchcock, to name just a few. But I think, like, countless writers are inspired by Poe. Any horror writer.
0: Any horror writer. writer. Yeah. Yeah, because he
1: really was kind of the first big one to really revolutionize it. So that's
0: Edgar Allan Poe. Oh my God, slay! Yeah, round of applause. Thanks. That was great. That was very like eloquent and like put together.
1: Thank you. I love that. Thanks.
0: Right, my author is H.P. Lovecraft, who basically is like the 20th century version of Poe, where he's a short story and novella writer um, known for his gothic tales of the macabre. Is that how you say it? Yeah okay, I think it's um, French. McCall, McCall, who's had a huge impact on the genres of horror and science fiction. So he just kind of like carried on in the lineage of Poe. Was very inspired by him, mm-hmm. and then he came to inspire many other people. Right. Um, we really went. To,
1: we really got down to the
0: forefathers of horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Domestic. And he's he's kind of you know Poe like I guess kind of started the science fiction genre, but like what science fiction is known as today was really. H.P. Lovecraft's For sure. shit, you know? For sure. So he's kind of like the king of science fiction with some of his works being, like, the earliest and most well-known in science fiction um, next to, like, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein from 1818. That was, like, the oh. first real science fiction yeah, story, Yeah,
1: you know? I, I forget that. Me too, when I was doing that, I was sci-fi. like...
0: You're so right.
1: I've actually never read any H.P. Lovecraft.
0: I lis- The only one I've, I've read, I have The Lurking Fear at home. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. Know. I forgot that's, the, that's him. We have that. Um, but I listened to what his big know? one is the... the what, how do you, Oh, my God. I'm going to forget how to pronounce it. Cthulhu. That one. I read that one. I listened to the audiobook of that one while I was shrink grabbing for three hours at work the other day. Damn. I just listened to... H.P. Lovecraft audiobooks. Sometimes an audiobook <laughs> hits. It does. I love an audiobook hitting. every once And it was a, a free one on, like, Spotify. Someone, like, uploaded it. I was like, okay. Okay. So, DIY. Fuck it up. Have you read The Lurking Fear? No. Oh, but my I God. I mean, that, the Cthulhu one's the only one I've, well, listened to. Yeah. So. Shit. And I was like, that's a huge one, but i'll get into it okay so all this most all this information i like collected from a lot of different places but specifically from st joshi who is the leading authority and on all things hp lovecraft like he's the he's like a historian of like hp lovecraft but yeah he's the author (laughs) of the novel i am providence the life and times of hp lovecraft and he has a whole website dedicated to hp lovecraft with like this was like my bible for this so hp lovecraft born howard phillips lovecraft on august 20th 1890 a leo in providence rhode island to mother sarah susan phillips and father winfield scott lovecraft who is a traveling salesman Mm. at the age of three lovecraft's father suffers from a nervous breakdown this is Mm -hmm. a trend in his life Mm. and remains hospitalized for five years until his death in 1989 um this is weird he died of Parisis, which is an inflammation of the brain in the later stages of syphilis oh yeah. syphilis. talk about another fucked up syphilis. disease syphilis dude you'd be fucking you could get syphilis and then you just go insane you go insane yeah so that's what happened to him he was in a, a, like a, a mental hospital it was like an actual <gasps> like psychiatric hospital oh that's good yeah um so and it deal and then he had like a bunch of psychosis and dementia and like paralysis and stuff so it was like really bad yeah so that's why he was like there for five years or you know, keeping him there, and then he just passed away from it. Oh, right. um, so then he was raised from, well, raised by his mother and his two aunts, as well as his grandfather, Whipple Van Buren Phillips. <laughs> Whipple?
1: Whipple?
0: Whipple, bitch. I'm going to name my kid a Whipple. Whippy. Um, Lovecraft was very smart from a really young age. He allegedly began reciting poetry at the age of two. My fucking ass. No way who, what? Yeah. Oh, he was reading by the age of three and writing by age of six, with one of his earliest stories called the noble eavesdropper dating back to 1896 when he was six years old no way yeah and is he it was good? like an intellect i don't know it's not like anywhere i think it's just like a kid's story yeah but like the noble eavesdropper <laughs> Like, the fuck t- what was in that? Like, what was he talking about? I want to read that. Me too. Um, but he was really inspired by like, Greek mythology and also Ooh. just, like, obscure, gothic, creepy stories, which his grandfather would, like, tell him when he was a kid. <laughs> Through his childhood, he was really isolated and suffered from a lot of illness mm, issues and stuff that kept mm. him away from, like, kids his age. Mm. Um, a lot of them were very, apparently psychological issues that he was dealing with. Mm. Not really known, like, what they were, but... Seems to run in the family, kind of. Mm. Um, He was a huge reader, and so that didn't stop him, like, from learning, even though he wasn't, you know, he wasn't in school. But he was just kind of doing it on his own, DIY. Yes. At age eight, he got really into science, and by the time he entered into high school, um, he was already, like, knew, like, tons about, like, astronomy specifically. That was, like, his thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... He, his health kind of improved and he was able to go to school and he got along really well with his teachers and his peers and he started distributing a little scientific journal with his like groups of friends like he wrote up the little scientific journal and like would share it with his friends okay so cute he first appeared in print in 1906 in the providence sunday journal um it was a piece on astronomy and then he began writing a monthly astronomy column in the pow valley gleaner I don't know what that is. He went to write for columns for he wrote columns for the Providence Tribune, the Providence Evening News, and the Asheville Gazette News. So like North Carolina, randomly. Hmm. Um so yeah, he was just kind of mostly like a science journalist. Yeah, I was gonna say STEM yeah. man. Yeah. So in nineteen oh four, Lovecraft Lovecraft's grandfather dies and basically all of their inheritance, like all of their money is from their grandfather Mm. and when he dies their inheritance paper gets like fucked up so his family's basically left with nothing and they're like really struggling financially so they have to like move out of this really nice house that they lived in which was the house that he grew up in Mm. and go and live in this basically a tiny little apartment Mm. and this like really affects like his mostly just like being uh, detached from like where he grew up and where he was as a child this like really fucked with him mentally Mm. and he like contemplated suicide a lot as like a teenager and like there's like journal entries they found of him like contemplating it and stuff damn um but his love for school and learning helped him through come on hp wait what was
1: his first name again harry howard wait. oh howard howard phillips oh okay that was peabody, <laughs> peabody? <laughs> i just want to be surprised howard peabody howard peabody lovecraft <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you want can i just say lovecraft is, that is a really... such a cool it's last so cool name. wait like, what was that's it? so cool so unfortunately though in 1908 right before his high school graduation he himself um had a nervous breakdown and that kept him from finishing school. And his dream was always to study at Brown. And because he didn't finish high school, he couldn't go to Brown.
1: Aww. So it just,
0: like, brought on a lot. It was, like, out of his control. And, like, people didn't know about mental health and all this stuff. No. So he was going through all this shit and then couldn't, like, go to school and all this stuff. And he just brought – and he didn't understand it himself. So it brought, like, a lot of shame. From 1908 to 1913, he was basically a hermit. Um, and he just stayed inside and wrote. And because he was living in such close quarters with his mother – they experienced, like, a really tumultuous change in their relationship where it was kind Mm. of, like, his mom also had some, like, mental issues and she Mm. kind of developed, like, a love-hate relationship for her son where it was, like, very on and off about how she was treating him and all this stuff. So it was just, Mm. like, not good vibes in that house. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But luckily, the United Amateur Press Association, which is a group of amateur writers from around the country who published their own magazine, they scouted out Lovecraft because they saw some of his stuff that he was writing. And they asked him if they'd write for them, and he started forming, like, new connections in this literary circle, Mm -hmm. and that kind of took him out of his hermit state. And he started writing a lot more fiction and short stories, such as The Tomb and The Dragon in 1912 those are both from 1912. Those the year the like... Titanic sank. Oh my god. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Back to his relationship with his mother, Oof. she also suffered a nervous breakdown in 1919 and got admitted to that same hospital where Lovecraft's father went to, where he died, mm. and she also died in 1921 after a failed gallbladder surgery. Um, but this, of course, deeply affected Lovecraft. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of crazy that, like, no one knew about mental health stuff, and though that was just kind of a weird, vague... It was vague. so taboo. So it was probably, like, really confusing for him, like, understanding, like, his relationship with his parents and himself and, like, his own mental health when, like, no one knew anything about it. Yeah. And up until recently, still mental health is, like, not really taken as serious as it should be and not a lot of yeah. information is known around it. Yeah. And our mental health, like, system... system fucking is still blows. terrible. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. That's, like, the one topic, like, that and, like, and, like sex education... <laughs> Yeah. If he means talking on those, I will. I will talk forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that psychiatric hospital was inspired, was an inspiration for Lovecraft's fictional city of Arkham, which DC oh. borrowed for the name <gasps> of their of the Arkham Asylum, which like houses the Joker and the Riddler and like poison ivy and oh my Bay god. So I'm not a huge DC person, but like yeah, that's I'll what they that's where they pulled sh- it from.
1: Wow, because Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. I know. We're little. There's lots of pop culture stuff with, like, H.P. Lovecraft. That's but, cool. Yeah. Okay, more on his personal life. Um, he goes to a writer's convention in 1921 where he meets his future wife, Sonia Haft-Green. Um, she was seven years older than Lovecraft, and hmm. they got married on March 3rd, 1924, and moved into Sonia's Brooklyn apartment together. Sorry. So she's slang. She owns a hat shop on 5th Ave with her ah. own apartment in Brooklyn? <laughs> oh my god i'm trying to be like sonia (laughs) so lovecraft was like in a good place with his writing and she has her own like shop he's like publishing short stories in this pulp magazine called weird tales so everything was going good um until sonia's hat shop goes bankrupt and lovecraft is turn turns down so he the weird tales magazine is doing this kind of like offshoot magazine and they want him to be the editor of it and they ask him But it would mean that he'd have to move to Chicago. So he turned it down. But then, Mm. like, soon after... Because he was like, well, I'm with my wife. Like, everything's going good. And then her hat shop goes bankrupt. (gasps) And in 1925, she leaves for Cleveland, for some reason, to find work. And she just leaves Lovecraft, like, in Brooklyn. And he has to, like, move into this, like, seedy area of Brooklyn called Red Hook. Which inspired his short story, The Horror at Red Hook. Which... Is kind of super racist and xenophobic and like discussing like immigration in New York, uh, oh, so we'll get into that later. Awkward. That's another can of worms. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then even though he had like friends in Brooklyn, he was just like isolated there and decided to move back to Providence, his home. Mm-hmm. Um. As for thing, as for him and Sonia, it wasn't looking good because they were kind of like still married, but she was like gone. It was weird. Yeah. And then they got divorced in 1929. Mm-hmm. So. End end of that. Just when the stock market crashed. <laughs> oh my God, You're right. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> okay. During the last ten years of his life, he traveled around some, just like in the East Coast and Canada area. He wrote some of his greatest works. Greatest works, <laughs> such as The Call of C- Cthulhu, which is the one I listen to an audiobook about, mm-hmm. um, and The Shadow of Time. Hmm. in 1932 one of his aunts dies and so he just experiences a lot of trauma his aunt dies and then he kind of gets like more complex and weird with his writing hmm. so it becomes like a lot harder to sell he doesn't get like any like n- i don't know how this man is like i think he lives with his aunts you know and i think when he's with sonia he was like she was the breadwinner so he's just kind of bumming around like he doesn't make a lot of money from being a writer but like he's not working and doing yeah. anything else you know like yeah. so whatever um so to make money he like turns to ghostwriting for income. ghostwriting um and so he's just kind of like doing the best that he can and by 1936 he the cancer in his intestines which i guess he may have known that he had i'm not entirely sure but it had gotten so painful that like he could not even like function in his life so he had to go to the hospital where he died just like his parents dying in the hospital on march 15th 1937 at the age of 47 Damn, so he was had. just like had cancer and just yeah. was like dealing with it. I think it? that was the thing. Like I mean, even now, like when you have cancer, it's like, okay, here's yeah. treatment, but like we don't know. Back yeah. then it was like you're fucked, like death sentence. During his lifetime, he never had a true book published, but his friends, um, August derleth and Donald Wandry Mm-hmm. um they formed the arkham house publishing firm to publish lovecraft's work and preserve his legacy <gasps> what
1: they, good friends i know they Aww. were like this guy
0: slays like he here we go we need to remember his ass yeah so they issued the outsiders and others in 1939 and many other volumes followed and eventually lovecraft gained the merit and popularity after his death that he didn't experience while he was alive See, that's what's
1: sad is like not getting to experience it at all when you're
0: alive yeah yeah it sucks and then that happens like, a lot you're looking down on the world and you're like god fucking damn it i struggled my whole life <laughs> and now you guys want to read my writing <laughs> that's gonna be me with this podcast it's like it's like thirty twelve, 12 and like people are finally listening to this and we're like <laughs> they found like archived documents and they're like oh my god this is amazing archived mp <laughs> oh my god this is like so vintage like, <laughs> they're like these guys are funny so in like cool. a vintage way Then i've been that. to the year 3000 not much has changed, but we lived underwater. And your great-great-great-granddaughter is doing fine, doing fine.
1: We sound just like them. We, could, that do, we could be a Jonas
0: Brothers cover, cover band. band. <laughs> we need another girl, and then we can be like yes. the Jonas Sisters. Because yeah. that's how they sounded. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you heard it here. Mm-hmm. It was like it was live, Jonas Brothers in the mm-hmm. Stew. So... Our boy T.S. Joshi, this is what he had to say about it. Yep. Today, at the centennial of his birth, so oh. when was this written? This 1990. is 1990. Oh, well, what do you know? In 1990, he writes <laughs> this. <laughs> at the centennial of his birth, his stories are available in textually textually corrected editions. His essays, poems, and letters are widely available, and many scholars have probed the depths and complexities of his work and thought. Much remains to be done in the study of Lovecraft, but it's safe to say that thanks to intrinsic merit of his own work and to the diligence of his associates and supporters, Lovecraft has gained a small but unsaleable niche in the canon of American and world literature. I think that's true, because, like, he's... He's not like Poe, where he's, like, taught in schools. But, like, yeah. if you, like, have a cool English teacher, like, they might whip out some H.P. Lovecraft, and you're like, yeah. okay, I
1: fuck with this. Well, you know, like, like in the world of science fiction, too, he's really nice.
0: He's huge, and I'll get yeah. into that with his work. Yeah. Perfect like <laughs> um, So he's predominantly known for horror and science fiction writing, of course, but as we know, he dabbled in writing for ast- astronomy, travel, philosophy, yeah. and literary cri- criticism. Okay. Um, he's been pr- printed in several journals and pulp magazines during his lifetime, and his most popular fictional works include uh the call of cthulhu which i talked about that follows the narrator francis wayland thurston who uncover uncovers the myth of an anthropod type creature with large claws tentacles and the face of an octopus so oh. like the kraken it's like a kraken oh. vibe it's crazy it's actually really good like i was listening to it i was like like, it's kind of hard because, like, you know, old English, like, it's like old timey writing where yeah. you're like, in, you know, like 20th century stuff. We're like, okay, it's kind of weird. And, like, mm-hmm. that doesn't flow in, like, the way that we're used to reading, like, yeah. modern fiction. Right. Um, but it was, like, the, it was an interesting, creepy little story. Yeah. Um, and it's basically, like, this narrator discovers, like, these archives from these sailors. Um, and they, like, discover this whole sunken city of, I'm not going to know how to pronounce this. It's R apostrophe L-Y-E-H. It's basically a city in the Lovecraft universe. Really, he like he had a whole universe. Like he was, he thought this through. Like in his universe, this was like a whole sunken city, like Atlantis. I was gonna say <laughs> yeah, Atlantis, but like, Square it was, like where all these monsters and creatures like come from in his whole, you know, fictional world. Ooh, so he had them like a lot of them connected. There's a lot of like like Cthulhu comes up as like it's like the myth of Cthulhu and it like it comes up tons of times. Hmm. His other book, All the Mountains of Madness, is like a foundational text for the universe. Um and it goes into like the alien history of the earth and introduces these beings called elder things, which is like an alien species hmm. and some other like weird myth and like alien. So it's a lot of like alien and like cosmic Hmm. stuff in his writing which was just like so crazy and like way before its time um okay the Dunwich horrors that's another one the dream cycle this one's cool this one introduces like the character that comes up a lot in his novels Randolph Carter Hmm. and it follows him in his search for the lost city of dreams and it of course includes some cosmic beings as well but it's just kind of, like, his, like, search of, like, this dream city. And, like, there's, like, aliens and shit. It's crazy stuff. Okay. It's really crazy stuff, actually. And then, of course, the lurking fear. We uh, know. We know. We love. Yes. And this one's, like, kind of creepy. This one's more horror. Like, this is definitely his most, like, horror-based one. Mm-hmm. It follows a narrator who's investigating a massacre of a community of backwoods people. And <gasps> it's weird because it kind of makes me think Chainsaw. of, like, yeah, like, or, like, Blair Witch. You know, stuff like Ooh, that. Yeah. It was a lot of, like the like, people uncovering archives and journals from, like, like people who've discovered these creatures and these cosmic beings and stuff it was like i want to read that it's really good shit like i was kind of getting into the universe but that's the thing the thing of like a lot of these stories fit together into a larger mythos
1: Hmm. and the
0: characters and creatures intersect and make numerous appearances so that's like very science fiction based like that kind of set that like whole thing of like building what is it like world World building building, yeah yeah. so he was really doing that and really got into a lot of like I don't want to say like like a cult, but like kind of like a lot of like a cult and like and like cosmic stuff where he mm. was like like deities and like alien Ooh. gods and creatures and stuff. So, characteristics of his work, his form of writing has been coined as cosmicism, which is described as a literary philosophy dealing with horror that involves occult phenomena such as astral possession and alien mis how do you say that? mis um, <laughs> so he basically, like, is setting the premise for, like, the form of, like, yeah, world-building, like we said in science fiction. Mm-hmm. And um, basically just following, like, a the larger theme of, like, humans as in- insignificant in the large scale of, like, intergalactic existence. Yeah, so prominent themes include humanity's fear of, like, that insignificance, the vastness of the universe and all that is unknown about it, hmm. religion and superstition, fate, scientific discoveries... Um, the fragility of the human mind sliding into like madness and like dealing with that kind of like with, with Poe where it's like mm. more of a psychological thing like is this real or are they yeah. an untrustworthy, you know, Never narrator. Um, and then that whole thing with the monster is me trope. All, all monsters are human <laughs> thing. Um, yes. Which wasn't a trope at that time yet though. Exactly. You know? like it was, a, it was that thing of in horror where it's a reflection of, you know, our own faults as humans. Lovecraft in pop culture, he had a huge influence on pop culture Of course, inspiring, like, horror and sci-fi writers such as Stephen King and Guillermo del Toro. Ooh. Um, But he also has had some various influences. Annihilation draws influence (gasps) from the Cthulhu mythos. Because it's that same thing of, like, discovering this, like, alien entity, this breed of aliens. So that kind of also goes with John Carpenter's The Thing.
1: Yeah. That's the
0: same kind of thing. Oh, my God. Um, Alien, of course. That Mm -hmm. was, like, based off of that. Stranger Things pulls from a lot of H.P. Lovecraft stuff wow um and then lovecraft country this is like the most recent thing it's a 2016 book by matt ruff and then it was turned into an h i think hbo show i don't know in 2020 and it explores the conjunction between the horror and hb lovecraft stories and the racism in the u.s during the era of jim crow laws and then there's been like a handful of direct adaptations of his books into movies but none that have been like super popular mm-hmm. um other pop culture references though like small things a uh, cameo of Cthulhu in South Park that was, like, in an episode. Black Sabbath's album Behind the Wall of Sleep is based off of Lovecraft's story by the same name. Oh so it's, God. like, a kind of a concept album based off of that story. Wow. And The Book of Dead in Sam Raimi's Evil Dead is <gasps> based on the fictional grimoire um necromicon which appears in various lovecraft works such as the mountain of madness and the case of charles dexter Ward*, so he made like that was his grimoire and they took that inspiration to make the the book of dead and the evil oh gee that's so crazy i know so it pulled like the it's like the little things that people are like really pull from in his work all right so as we said with poe we can't talk about old ass white dudes without talking about some controversy so yeah Here we go. A lot of the villains in his stories have been read over the years as metaphorical figures for people of color, which is a hard pill to swallow in conjunction with his influence. You know, yeah. Um, But Matt Matt Ruff's I think it's Ruff Matt Ruff's um, Lovecraft Count Lovecraft Country it's kind of hard to say. Mm -hmm. um, Centering that narrative with you know black characters Mm -hmm. in the world of Lovecraft um, kind of like gives it a new lens in the modern age. Um, But he talks in this like Vox article that I read that like. Despite, like, racism being at the core of it, Lovecraft's – like, basically his – the themes and conventions that he has in his writing, like, we can pull from that and still take that away and, like, give it credit without, you know, basically, like, canceling him and discrediting all his work because knowing that he's, like, a racist. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it said in that article, in giving vent to his bigotry, he taps into a larger fear that I think we all have of people who are different from us and mean us us no good. This is – um, rough, rough talking. Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons you can take his stories and repurpose them. He may not be, he may not have realized the universalism of some of what he was writing about, but I can take that away from his work. So even though he was writing from a place of like bigotry and racism, we can still take that concept of like reflecting the faults of humanity into writing. And we can learn that, learn that from him without, you know, discrediting all his work. Like his, like the
1: messages are still like applicable. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of saying it um so yeah he was just like a huge racist but a lot of scholars have kind of and like black horror writers have come to like view his work and still like really pull from it but look at it from a more modern lens so i think that's like a good way to yeah. to navigate that
1: yeah
0: um and then i do have some random goss facts do you want to hear yes <laughs> okay give me the goss um he was besties with harry houdini and in 1924 oh. when lovecraft was asked to be the editor of that offshoot of weird tales Harry Houdini was actually part of that, and because they were like friends, he was like, "You should, you know, uh, you should get him to do it." He writes for you guys; he's a sleigh. <laughs> um, and apparently, Lovecraft was a ghost writer for a story called "Under the Pyramids," which is about Houdini's alleged kidnapping by Whoa. an Egyptian tour guide and him encountering the deity who inspired the Great Sphinx of Giza. What the hell? Bitch, I don't know. Harry Houdini is a whole other can of worms. Houdini would be really interested in the cover. He's crazy. He's crazy. Him and fucking who else were we talking about? Aleister Crowley. Aleister Crowley. We could do them in in one together. That would be fun. They were some fuck dudes. Let me tell you. That would be a whole bag of beans. (laughs) Bag of beans. Mm -hmm. Bag of beans. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So weird connection there. Interesting. And here's the tea about Sonia. Sonia aired out her dirty laundry to some scholars um, (laughs) and told them that. H.P. Lovecraft was a virgin when they had married at 34, Ooh. which I guess is, like, kind of common, like, people, like, waiting for marriage. Yeah, sure. Um, but either way, um, they didn't really have sex often, and it seemed that like he didn't even have an interest in sex or wasn't very good at it and was, like, insecure about that because anytime she would bring it up, it would, like, cause a whole thing. And mm-hmm. he'd always get, like, weird about it and, like, not want to talk about it
1: interesting yeah and so maybe my man's was ace i know maybe
0: he's ace or maybe he had like ed gay. you know oh, low or libido that. or something oh, so true. and was like i didn't want to talk about it and that could have led to some issues in their marriage as well yeah it makes sense to me but that's hp lovecraft <laughs> oh, shit. i got into it. like that was actually really interesting i like never yes. see i never would have known this if we didn't have this podcast like i would have same. never thought to learn about fucking hp lovecraft no, but now i know and like it, it, it inspires me to read more horror like yeah. i'm a huge like i love horror movies i love the genre of horror but i don't often turn to like read horror same you know?
1: i have been making more of an effort of that recently i, w- I was okay. gonna mention i have some honorable spooky author mentions <gasps> since go! we're already on that yes. topic yes stephen king mm-hmm. gotta mention him of course shirley jackson of Slay, course. haunting a hill house um neil gaiman Coraline. oh my god yeah mary shelley of course mm-hmm. a more modern one stephen graham jones i was just about
0: to say yeah that. he's
1: from colorado oh my god, he slays, he slays. We, i've met him yeah that's so cool mm-hmm. yeah. so
0: happy spooky season guys go Even read some Halloween's spooky over, books yeah still or continue stories it all yeah. year round when it's cold spooky time spooky baby. time spooky time let's keep these good vibes rolling yes um and we'll probably see you guys next week for some more yeah. more stuff we've been on a good roll so maybe we'll start rolling out some some festive more festive shit period <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> <clears throat> all right <laughs> and on that and on that we'll see you guys next see time. ya bye bye